TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This week, Danny and Dusty think everything's super. Oh, it's huge. It was an absolute youth. This is Danny and Dusty on Super Week. Injured? Don't trust just anyone to something so personal. Call George McCoy at Warren Allen. Online at warrenallen.com. Danny and Dusty on 1080. Uncle Uncle burning crap. <laughs> Big butts back. The Fan. Good afternoon! Oh. <laughs> hey! Happy Wednesday, everybody. Danny and Dusty with you on what appears to be a very presidential day. Right? Do you know this? Do you know every NFL team has their own fight song? Every team does? Every NFL team has their own fight song. And, well, uh, of the original teams. Because I, when NFL Films was formed back in the day... They made just a bunch of uh, of songs that were specific to each team. Now, some teams uh, actually use them. Like, like Ram It was not one made by NFL Films. Well, that's but a bummer. I love the Super Bowl Shuffle. Also, not. But the Autumn Wind is a pirate. Y- yes, yes, the Autumn Wind is a pirate. Which, look, it's the best. Yeah, it is. And the reason why I even know this is because Southern Oregon University's fight song was one of the leftovers. <laughs> oh, one from the cutting room floor? Yeah. Nice. How'd yeah. that connection work? Uh, somebody somewhere knew well, somebody in NFL Films? We were. I have no idea how that happened, mm. but I just I Googled it um, because we were looking for the uh, fight song. We, when we used to do the Radiothon for Special Olympics Oregon, used to be able to do like we used to have a, a thing where you would donate and we'd play your fight song mm. and so we have a bunch of fight songs that when i was producing i would just load them all in like people from like rice or just weird schools would just be I'm like going hey! to college football hall of fame and lighten up the helmet exactly yeah. they would be like oh, i want to hear my fight song and so they they started asking and i'd never sang the fight song mm. I, I barely even knew what it sounded like and so I Googled it. I was like, I don't know. I think it's just like tequila, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I went and I actually looked it up and I found like a, a little write up thing about how that's how they got their fight song. I was like, oh, that's a, that's a cool little nugget. And I didn't know that every NFL team at one point had a fight song. What is this? San Diego Superchargers. Mm. I like it. See, this is great. That's some funk. I man. don't think that this was. I don't think that this. I don't think this is the one that they made. You don't think this has Steve Sable written all over it? No. Mm-mm. I mean, one of the great ones, though, too, is. I was looking for this. That one's a classic. That, I mean, but that's not it either. Yeah. They they were like the 
the the you know the NFL films orchestra type crap. You know, it'd be a lot better if they were these. Be a lot cooler if they did. <laughs> uh, so that's trivia for you today. Air Force has changed theirs, unfortunately. Oh, they, they did. They 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 they, mild, they made it a little more mild, just because oh. uh, one of the the lyric groupings was uh, uh, basically like a little bit of kamikaze. Wait, that was actually said in it. Not not kamikaze, but like the implication. I said, you better not. What? You better not. <laughs> Off we go into wild blue yonder, climbing high into the sun. Here they come, zooming to meet our thunder. Adam now, give him the gun. Down we dive, spouting our flame from under. Off with one hell of a roar. We live in flame or go down. We live in fame or go down in flame. <laughs> Nothing will stop the U.S. Air Force. See, it was way off. I don't like. I don't mind that. That was the original. Yeah, they've tweaked it to where that the we go down in flame part is no longer. Oh, because they're like, we don't lose. <laughs> well, it's like, well, maybe we shouldn't. We do drone that. down in flame. Is yeah, that what go. they changed it to? Speaking to, we're going to go total squirrel moment. No, don't. I don't want to hear any of your war crimes again. <laughs> no, it's not mine. Uh, the, the Ukrainian. That's what this first segment is for. Yeah, the Ukrainian Russian. <laughs> this is Danny's war crimes. Uh, <laughs> impasse, as it were, the conflict. The Ukrainians are weaponizing these. I saw this insane video. <laughs> I saw, I saw a meme of this. Okay, go ahead. So yep. the, the Ukrainians are weaponizing these drones uh, on a level that I don't think the world is ready for. They sank a Russian destroyer. It, I've seen that. Like it is nuts. Basically, every home in well not every home that's an exaggeration they said that there's many homes where they're taking like the small drones that you can like buy mm -hmm. and they're just arming them with cameras and like civilians are just flying them around and just like basically it's like uh you know old school red dawn they have like their own oh yeah no like that, that, that that's crazy it's an enlist like there's not again this is little bit of a I guess trigger warning here there's a video out there of a of a drone with a little camera on it and it they started playing uh Foo Fighters oh. uh, Everlong <laughs> as it takes off a field mouse jumps onto the drone and hangs on all the way till detonation the videos that you watch on the internet <laughs> look our search history our YouTube algorithms could gets, not be more this different this stuff gets sent to me I have a lot of sick friends that are still in who send me crazy stuff yes it has nothing to do with your algorithm no it's it's sent directly <laughs> to me unfortunately um but it like there's there's they're stacking what is basically C4 on these drones and flying them into like little bunkers and uh trenches to root out Russian positions. It is <sighs> insane stuff. Like, it's the next generation of warfare so. is terrifying. All right. Well, <clears throat> that's talking warfare. Good luck getting that yeah. thought out of your head. A great text here, too. People forget that that Miami Dolphins theme song, also Houston Oilers, too. <laughs> They, they just uh, they just took it and were like, nah, we're gonna. They just put changed the name, Miami Dolphins. And, and when you listen to it, it sounds way more Houston Oilers than Miami Dolphins. Yeah, the, the oil it does sound like kind of oil tycoon. The Houston Oilers need to be back, right? The Texans is it's a dumb name, but it's the most Texas thing ever because they're like, we love Texas. Well, wasn't it like an old AFL team or something that there wasn't there like the Dallas Texans? Yes, yeah. But again, that was Dallas. Yeah. True. Now we're doing Houston Texans. Yes. And like Houston it. is not really Texan. Mm -mm. Like the rest of Texas doesn't really claim Houston. I'll take your word for it. I think if you if you ask Greater Texas what's more Texas, is that like Dallas, the U.S. doesn't really claim Florida? Yeah, kind of same thing. The dangling appendage of yes. of the United <laughs> States, Florida. <laughs> Dangling participle. <laughs> All right. Uh, it is Wrestling Wednesday. We got wrestling music. Jeff Rust has, uh, he ripped his shirt off at one point. He had to go and make a shirt change. He's yes. now. I brought it back up. He, yep. He mm. is now Matt Foley. Yeah. Motivational speaker. Yeah, because I don't have good personal hygiene. Uh, can you do an update as Matt Foley today? Well, I don't know. We're going to have to see about that. Yep. Yes, he can. It the answer was. Be, do yes. I have an unsponsored one? Yes. I do not, but. I can't tell. Is that is that Bill Shakespeare over there? <laughs> I think we got. Yeah. We have we, a. We, we will have a Matt Foley inspired Sports Center update for you at some point today. Thank you very much, <laughs> Jeff Rust. Living in a van down by the river. You're better off using your paper for writing instead of rolling doobies. I watched a movie last night 
I watched Dune. Mm. You did. I watched Dune. The OG the, or the new one? The new, uh, the newish one. The newish one, not the part one. Yes. Yes. Okay. The, the one Dune that part. The one. one that is out already ahead of the one that's coming out next month. My official rating is it was a good movie. Mm. I think I will give it double D's. How how close to triple yeah. are we? Pretty close to triple. Yeah. There is one gripe that I have with that movie. We're, we're bursting. I cannot yeah. understand what most of the women are saying. And you're like saying they, it be, because it's a, like whatever they did with the audio. I the just sound. couldn't. I couldn't hear them. Yeah. Like I knew what they were trying to say. Mm. I couldn't understand what they were like saying. Garbled. Yeah. Yes. It was uh, not good audio mixing. No. If they if they were nominated for an Academy Award for audio they mixing, they should not have been it's because like, it was very bad. Because you could hear what most people were saying. You mm-hmm. could hear the explosions were really loud, but then it was like they were just whispering. I'm like, I can't hear that. It's what are like we doing here? All of the other shows over the last five years, like I should say, probably eight years like, since it's like end of Game of Thrones, when everybody's like they decided to shoot everything in the pitch in the pitch black. Like no, you yeah. need to check. You need to make sure the gamble on your TV is right. No, no, you stop shooting in the freaking pitch black, you jerks. Let me hear what they're saying. Yes, other let than, me see what's going on and let me hear what's happening. Other than that, fantastic movie. Yeah, it's fun. It was, it was really good movie, and it makes you uh, really wanting to see what Dune Part Two has mm-hmm. to offer, which no. is now in theaters. No, it comes out next month. Comes out next month, like March sixth or something like that. I was, sure. I was. It's not my. It's not really my jam. I was in on it. Dune, good movie. And I know it was like, dude, that was like, came out years ago. Yeah, this is how I watch movies. Very rarely do I see them in theaters. You know oh, it's actually February 29th. So it's actually end of this month. So it's a week earlier. I was off. Well, how about that? See? How about that? How about that? February 29th. That means it's a leap year? That means it's a leap year, yeah. yes. Leap year, 29. Yeah. 29 days this month. Those those weirdos that get born on leap year day? Uh, that would be my grandmother. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that is kind of weird, right? Like, you, it's only there once every four years? E- like, yeah. I think they celebrated it on the 28th, though. Because then you're in another month if you do March 1st. Mm-hmm. So I think they did... I think they did that. I will say, I've only met a couple of people that are leap year babies born on the 29th. Mm-hmm. And uh, off their rocker. They're they're a different breed. I apologies to your grandmother. I, I've not met her. I'm sure she's a wonderful lady. She's dead. I, oh, rest in peace. She, uh, she she's still out there kicking it. That would have been. But the ones that I've met, impressive. Yeah, a little off their rocker. It's a. They're a different breed. Doing the math here, I never met her, but I, I would assume that that's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. From the side of the family. Mm. Yeah. I mean, we all kind of are. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. So I will say. I like it. I will say. Sustained. <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. I think that uh, if, if we're going through this this time in, in film now where they went too gung-ho on CGI and tried to shove it down your throat mm-hmm. in other ways, that was one of the things I loved about Dune was that it was so realistic mm. that I assume most of that movie was shot in front of a green screen. I'm assuming that. I I don't know what what do they call it when they when they use um, not CGI. Well, there's a particular term for like uh, I don't know. They they call it they call it like uh, God, I, one of the film people out there might know. But when they when they use the uh, actual props as opposed to everything being done in post. But there's been a bigger push towards that in Hollywood. I know of like animatronics. Type no, thing, no, it's uh, like the Chuck E. Cheese it's, band. It's like, right? it's, like, it's like they say it, it's like it's like some version of shooting it naturally, as opposed to like doing everything, all the editing and post. Ah, uh, al fresco. Yeah, that's it. Just like me under my pants. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that broke, Dusty. Mm. You're welcome. Uh, by the but these of- are just visuals that I don't want. I mean, if you listen to this show religiously, if you're one of our, our sickos in the YouTube.com slash 1080AMTheFan who are in the comment section, if you're a, a regular and a P1 and you listen all the time, you know way too much about Jeff Russ to when he says he's going al fresco, you're like, 
just just a bunch of hair. Yo, Tango like, Elgato and Los Pantalones. It is, it's just bad. Speaking of things you don't want to see or yeah. you're thinking about, have you heard uh, uh, anything about the new uh, Dune 2 popcorn buckets at the movie theater? No. Does it come with a worm? Yeah. Well, just do yourself a favor and do a little Google search. A little sandworm? It's, uh, it's, uh, it looks like the Sarlacc Pit in, in Return of the Jedi. Um, I don't know what the name of it is in Dune, but... So I think it is the worm? It looks like something you do not want to reach your hand into to yeah. grab popcorn. So the worm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want that. Yeah. I'm not eating my popcorn out of that. That's that, And that's one of the things. What is it called like when you, you they, they put pictures up, up and like it, it makes you feel like squirmy and uneasy? There's a word for that. It's called gross. Yeah, well, that. <laughs> but it's like a, it's an actual like, it triggers you mental condition wise where you just like some people just like, uh, no, I get that. And I got that when I saw that worm come up in the teeth. Oh, yeah. And how it looks it, like a lamprey. Uh, it's just disgusting. Did you ever make that trip as a kid up to the, uh, the Bonneville Dam and see, like, no. see the lamprey stuck to the glass? As a matter of fact, I had no idea what a lamprey was Oof. until we were at our old offices. And they were pulling them out of the river right there and, like, showing the kids at that little school. And I it was nightmare fuel knowing that Wait, they were that close to the to where we were. They're right there in the Willamette? I, I'm, uh, from the bucket that they were pulling them out of, I would assume yes. Holy. This is why I stick to pools. Yeah. Lampreys are weird, man. Little vampire flatfish that buzzsaw through things. Don't. No, I'm out. Mount, like, and those are the things where I love swimming in a river or a lake, mm-hmm. but I don't want to know what's in it. No, I'm like ignorance is bliss. If Do, the, if the big shark done... comes and just gets me, uh, so be it. <laughs> I don't want to see it coming. Make it quick. I don't want to see it coming. <laughs> you ever done the Clear Lake swim? I don't know. No. Oh, uh, like there's bodies of water where you can actually like see the bottom. Oh yeah, I've done that. Oof. That that's that. I don't have like fears of like open bodies of water, but like. When I can see all the way down, that that heightens the anxiety a little bit. We went on my honeymoon. We went to Dominican, and mm-hmm. in, they have like there's like a a cave, but like there's a the circle cut out of the top of it. So the light, and so it. yeah, I can just go down. And you look down, and you're like that water's like two feet deep. Mm-hmm. And dude was like, you can jump in. I was like, no, <laughs> somebody else is gonna have to go first. And he's like, no, seriously, like you can go down. You could see like people were down there swimming in it. And I was like, mm, okay. <laughs> and so I just went. Full send? It was like 20 feet deep, but it looked like it was like three yeah. feet deep. It was amazing. How clear, how cl- crystal, crystal clear it is? Yeah, yeah, but there was nothing in there, so that made me feel a lot better about it. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Yeah, I do not want to yeah, know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There. Like, lakes, rivers, um, okay. It still weirds me out a little bit, but the ocean, when you start seeing stuff down there. I was in Hawaii, saw like small sharks. Like nothing that like you know little three foot thing like you're not worried about it but it's like if you're here where's mom and dad you know what I mean that that was that was my thought process immediately they're at work yeah they're at work eating people yeah <laughs> fish your friends not what? food <laughs> <laughs> all right well we've gone through it we got uh, a lot that we need to get to on this wrestling Wednesday trade deadline is tomorrow indeed it is less than twenty four hours away it is. In fact, it is 23 hours and 42 minutes away mm-hmm. from right now. Uh, how active will the Blazers be? We got that um, to discuss because that's the thing. If you're hoping for big swings, maybe don't. You're gonna want to sit out the next mm-hmm. couple of days. We have one coach in college football who apparently just doesn't want to have a job anymore. Hmm. <laughs> at least I mean, in college. Yeah, at least not in college. He's making. He is making. Uh, every overture that you could possibly make that I don't want to be here anymore. Uh, so we have that to discuss. Also, 20 years in prison if you cooperate. Hmm. If you cooperate, that's got to be that's discussed. But where we got to start is Super Bowl 58, just a few sleeps away. And uh, this question is an interesting one. Defenses win championships. Hmm. We know that, right? Which defense is more important to their team success on Sunday? That's a poll that we're going to have up at Danny and Dusty on Twitter. Or X, whatever you want to call it. And we'll discuss that next. Danny and Dusty on the fan. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. 
and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's a Super Week edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by George McCoy at WarrenAllen.com. On 1080 The Fan. Oh, the big show. Let's go. I remember just seeing him for the first time being like, yeah, I'll, I'll take your word for it. That guy. It wasn't massive. ironic. He was massive. Yeah. Massive human being. Looked like he should be a, a bouncer at a biker bar. All right. Uh, he was legitimately seven foot tall. Yeah. Did, didn't he have a family show on Netflix now? Hmm. Sure. I think so. I think it, it's called it, it The lists Big Show. Kane, uh, Big Cass, and Big Show is the only seven footers. What about Andre the Giant? He was 7'5". How tall was he really? I think that was back in the day where if you, Andre the Giant's like 6'4", and they're like, yeah, he's 7 feet. Take our word for he's it. He's listed like, as 7'4". Right. Yeah. 520 pounds. Dude, smashing beers. Andre yes. the Giant. Oh, yeah. What an the animal. The old pictures of him holding a regular 12-ounce beer can. It looks like one of those 5-ounce minis to the rest of us. There's uh, There's legendary stories of Andre the Giant, like, just pounding kegs of beer at that local Portland bar. So I think at Mary's Club, I think they have a story of him like just getting hammied at the maybe ripping the jukebox off the wall <laughs> one night. Didn't like that. Didn't like that song. <laughs> Done. I was close to that one night when somebody put in uh, "Sweet Home Alabama" fourteen fourteen times in a row. Those people are animals. Mm, yeah, I had a buddy who was his big thing was he would do. Uh, Meatloaf, I would do anything for love. Because that's like a nine and a half minute song. It's not a short one. Oof. And he, he'd he always put it on at the bar and we'd be like, God, again? He's like, best bang for your buck. I was say, that no. it's, it's 100%. You're, you're getting your rate of return. It's like you go for the long version to Rapper's Delight, right? That's a long song. <laughs> but everybody would just be pissed. And finally the bartenders, when you get to the point where they could do the skip from behind the bar, yeah. they're like, no, Kyle. Dope. Yeah, <laughs> You'd have your dollar back. Of course his name was Kyle. It was. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, we got to pull up at Danny and Dusty on Twitter. <clears throat> Which defense is more important to their team's success this Sunday? Obviously, Super Bowls, it is defense wins championships. Sure. We know that. And the defense that comes up with the most plays, I mean, this is not some sort of revelation. But when you look at both of these teams and how offensive-oriented they are, Kyle Shanahan, offensive head coach, Andy Reid, offensive head coach. You look at the weapons that San Francisco has on that, that side of the ball, and then obviously you have the greatest quarterback in the game right now and Patrick Mahomes on the other side of the ball. This is going to be an offensive-dictated game. But both of these defenses have been damn good. Mm -hmm. And when you have the quarterback, when you have the weapons in the system, it will come down to which defense makes more plays. But which one over that 60 minutes is more important to their team's success in Super Bowl 58? This is going to sound probably counterintuitive, but I think it's the 49ers just because of some weird weaknesses they've shown, even though they've got the, you know, uh, ahead of the Lions uh, 49ers game, Jared Goff was, you know, you guys have got some good players, you know, kind of <laughs> downplaying, you know, the star power of the 49ers, but... <clears throat> 
That's a big part of it. They, the 49ers on both sides of the ball have star power names. But I don't know if the star power has necessarily lived up to what it is supposed to be and what it needs to be. You know, the, the way the Lions got going in that game, you got to be a little bit careful. And I think that what's been impressive about the Chiefs is even though they are lacking that supposed star power, they went out there and they took a very unique offense and an MVP quarterback and neutered them. And I think you you know what the Chiefs' defense is capable of right now because they're playing in that level. That 49ers' defense has not been playing at that level for a couple of weeks now. And I think it's more important for them to show up with a consistency in, in the, the, the fervor, as it were, as opposed to the Chiefs. And I, to, on, if you had asked me that at the beginning of the season, I would have said you're insane. I think, I think there's a lot to what you're saying with that 49ers defense and just how good they were over the, the course of the season and their body of work. Mm-hmm. It, it was, they were one of the best defenses in the entire NFL yes. and heading into the playoffs. I think they had uh, the third best defense. I think it was what Cleveland, Baltimore, and then San Francisco. And if you look at how they played in their first two playoff games, and especially that NFC championship game, I, I saw Tishon Gibson. He uh, said that, they got their butts chewed by Steve Wilkes after the game because of what Wilkes deemed unacceptable and embarrassing effort. That That is something that you sit there and you go, how can you have effort issues and you have that, that type of performance in the conference championship game? And I think one thing that we saw over the course of that conference championship game is Steve Wilkes and that defense, they like to play a ton of zone. Mm-hmm. And we saw that in that second half when they started making that charge, they got out of their comfort zone. They started playing a little bit more man. And we know that in zone, that's where you have a linebacker getting two picks, right? <laughs> right? When Dre Greenlaw Super helpful. is dropping back and, and filling that space. space yeah. That is where they feel the most comfortable. And it kind of opens them up to be a little bit more support in the run game. But they made that adjustment. And we saw the final play of the game where they ran Detroit runs mesh and they're thinking we're going to get man again because that's what they've been leaning on. They went back to what they, they do went, best. What they do best yes. And they end up batting that ball down, getting out of there with the victory. The thing about Patrick Mahomes and the chiefs offense is they feast on man. If you want to call it struggling for Patrick Mahomes, sure. <laughs> it's against teams that are zone heavy. It, it's, it, there's levels to the struggle for sure. So I, I think that in that vein, you're right with, with, San Francisco, but you can also look at this with Kansas City and say they've been steady and they've been consistent Mm -hmm. and they have gotten so damn good from where they were at the beginning of the year to where they are now. It looks like a completely different defense. And I know the diehard Chiefs fans will will say this. It's because of the growth and how young they are. We talked about this last week with how many second year guys they have starting on that defense. That draft last year that was so... so helpful for them, much in the same way it was for the Seahawks two years ago. The the question I think though is is about that Chiefs team is with the Amanahue injury, how detri- how detrimental is that going to be to you know the, the cascading the dominoes falling back in place because they don't have that depth. And that's where is it going to be because where are you going to get generate your pass rush from outside of Chris Jones in the middle, right? Who they're going to move around? They're going to put him in the middle. They're going to put him directly over the center. They're going to put him on the edge. They're they're going to be creative with how they deploy him, but part of that creation or that creativity was because they could balance him with an Amenahue. Amenahue has been great. George Karloftis has been mm-hmm. really stinking good, but now you're going, you know, Mike Dana is going to be have to be that guy who steps up and has a tremendous game. And, and that is, for a team that has been battled through injuries, has worked through a lot of kinks over the season, that defense has been old reliable mm-hmm. as they've worked through offensively their struggles and their defense keeping them in games. And then what they were able to do against the Baltimore Ravens was one part, a horrific game plan by Todd Monk and, and the way the Ravens played it out. But it was... There's also some some dictation by the Chiefs. Their defense was out there saying, uh-uh, we're not giving up anything to you guys. And I think what when it comes down to is you have that work. Every Super Bowl has this, the nerves, the working through, and even the greatest quarterbacks of all time have gone through this offensively at the beginning of Super Bowls where the jitters are always there because the stage is the biggest that it's ever going to be. All of the attention that goes into a Super Bowl and leading up to it, 
guys lie to you when they say, oh, you know, it's just another game. Mahomes said, I go into my Super Bowl routine now. That's a good thing to have. Yeah. Uh, playing in, in, in having a routine. Multiples for a Super of those. Bowl. And it gets easier as you play in, in more of them. But not everybody is in that boat. Just look at, you know, the roster and the turnover that they've had, especially on the offensive side of the ball. You will have to have your defense show up early because those gaps, those are game changers. I mean, look at we had that that 13 to 3 Super Bowl, the the Chiefs or excuse me, the Patriots Rams. Yes. Where literally one play was run in the red zone the entire game. Mm-hmm. Played, played essentially between the, the the 40s the entire game. The I don't think the Rams did not run a single play inside the red zone. No. They didn't cross the 25-yard line in that game. And I think that when you look at what happened in that game was Gronk got loose. Gronk got loose up the seam and set up the Patriots for the only, the only touchdown of the game uh, from the two-yard line. It comes down to which defense does not give up those explosives in which one can hold the dam the longest because all of these teams they look at every Super Bowl second half scoring is is always up. Is it weird that I think the Chiefs are more more built for that even though the team they're going up against has the better and, and more efficient playmakers? And that's the one where you go, like, "All right, we we you just said it. I agree with it, but you do go Nah, Chiefs, man. The the Chiefs are built for it, and that's what they need. Mm-hmm. Because if you want to get into a track meet, this Chiefs team isn't built for the track meet anymore. It's fair. And so I, I may lean towards the Chiefs in this because of the fact that your offense isn't the it, built on explosives anymore. They will work a little bit of clock. Now, do they have their Patrick Mahomes in the Chiefs offense? Take it easy, Chiefs fans. You do have very explosive plays still, but it's not. It's, it's not. not it's not the track meet that you used to get into. No, with your, other teams. your your average air yards per attempt for for Mahomes are the lowest they've ever been by a significant margin, and that they're still wildly efficient. Yes, in but that it's realm. a different kind of efficiency. In what we've seen, especially in the playoffs, they've relied on the run game a lot more. And when you are a team that relies on the run game, your defense has got to be nails in a game like the Super Bowl. I feel like Gronk Got Loose is the name of the new uh, series on Discovery Channel. Gronk yeah. Yeah, you, like you let a wild Gronk, like an invasive species, into a foreign nation. Yeah. I think that is fair to say in that invasive species was in New Jersey. Yes. And it was the Gronkowski family growing up mm. because all of those boys and their father. We don't hear about mom Gronk. No. They, and... Rightfully, I wonder. She's she's earned that. Piece. She probably shies away. From she's all earned that, that piece. <laughs> We've heard from Mama Kelsey. Mm-hmm. She's the Homer Simpson meme, you know, backing and, into the yes. shrubbery. And just think of this: Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey, the same man that told an eleven-year-old his favorite memory in Las Vegas is going to Club Excess, mm-hmm. but you're going to have to wait a couple of years to get there. And then Jason Kelsey, who was shirtless in freezing temperatures in Buffalo for the entirety of the game. Yes. With Taylor Swift. Their mother is is, is like, ah, this is the world I live in. Mm-hmm. Mama Gronk, you don't see Mama Gronk. No. I was just saying, she's earned that peace. It is it is like she 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 gave up her sanity and sanctity raising those children. There's and, one and that husband. One of two things. She's either an angel or a hell's angel. There is no yeah. middle ground. No. She is one or the other. Mm-hmm. And I that invasive species did take over. New Jersey. Mm-hmm. I bet she's got the leather in the closet. She's a hell's angel. Okay. Uh, I thought you were going like Pulp Fiction. Yeah. No, okay. No. <laughs> that one. No, not that. One percenter. Mama Gronk. <laughs> squeal, bring, squeal like a pig. Bring out the gimp. <laughs> Go vote on the poll five uh, at uh, Danny and Dusty. 503-864-6326. That's a Vancouver Ford text line. You can get your feedback in on that as well. Um, shifting gears. Chip Kelly appears to be a man that hates his job. That after us with Sports Center. It's a Super Week edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by George McCoy at WarrenAllen.com. On 1080 The Fan. Broke Rage Against the Machine? <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say it's uh, 
it's uh, it's not rage against the machine. It's uh, slightly mildly, angry with the machine. Yes, uh, mildly frustrated with yeah. the machine. A little bit miffed with the machine. Uh, the Dudley Boys. Dudley Boys. All right. Yeah, wrestling Wednesday. Sorry, I don't have a table to throw you, throw you through. Uh, according to the Vancouver Ford text line, 503-864-6326. Your dollar goes further at Vancouver Ford. They treat you right before, during, and after the sale. Visit them online at VancouverFord.com. Uh, you already threw my grandmother through the, the table when you called her a weirdo. So, Well, no, listen. That was, I didn't, it wasn't directly. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't not directly. She just kind of got caught in the crossfire a little bit. <laughs> Friendly fire. Uh, I love it. Uh, Chip Kelly does not want to be the coach at UCLA. I think we have (laughs) determined this with quite a bit of authority. It came to the public eye that just last week that Charles Kelly, the head coach at UCLA, Mm. had, in fact, interviewed for both the Raiders and Commanders OC jobs. Which, um, neither of which looked great. Although the commanders might be okay. And then to throw, I think, people off the scent, uh, Ben Solak tweeted yesterday, Oregon football coach Chip Kelly has interviewed for the Seahawks offensive coordinator That's right up there with his loins tweet a couple years Uh, ago. The Lions. Yeah. Yeah, the the loins. Yeah. So. (laughs) But Chip Kelly now has interviewed for three Vacant offensive coordinator jobs mm-hmm. in the NFL while currently holding the head coaching job at UCLA, which this, is making a move to the Big Ten next yes. year. This is certainly even more brazen than when Harbaugh was kind of like, will he, won't he last year with the Vikings while still at Michigan? Because there was some, well, maybe Harbaugh will go. Maybe he'll stay. The chip's just like, please, God, hire me. Please now. I, I don't want to deal with college football anymore. I just want to football. Well, in this, like Jeff Halfley, who was at Boston College up until last week, he said he left Boston College as the head coach because he didn't want to put up with everything that it is to be a head coach in college football now. NIL, recruiting your own team to stay there year round because of the transfer portal. He just said it became less and less about being a football coach and more and more about being in management of like being a GM or a team president in an NFL team. And he just wanted to go back to coaching football. And I see Chip Kelly 100% being that guy. We talked about this last week with kind of the changing ideology of being a coach and how that functions, not only in college, but in the NFL as well, where you're, you're seeing some potential coaches will just say, ah, you know what? I'm going to sit this cycle out because they're looking at things and going no longer. Is it about just, there's a, Shortage of these jobs, only X amount of these exists, blah, 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 blah. You're seeing coaches be hesitant to make certain moves because they understand the ramifications of being in the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong leadership or the wrong situation. People aren't falling over themselves to take these jobs anymore and then failing, which... I think it's really interesting because I think it's going to cause a bit of a shift in how coordinators on both sides of the ball are viewed going forward. I think you're going to see more lifetime coordinators be a, be a thing again. Like we saw 15, 20 years ago, you know, the, 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 uh, the Monty Kiffins of the world who were like, nah, I'm good. I, I like sitting the Aliotes of the world where you're just like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly fine sitting up here in the box away from everything, just footballing. And if the right job comes along, maybe they do take it, but they're okay with that lot in life. And I think that having that awareness, it, it it's is a good thing. It is. A, it's a great, it's thing. good for the game to be honest. And w- there need to be more coordinators and, and look, everybody, you should want to, when you're hiring guys for your staff, have motivated people. Sure. People that want to be great at what they do. But there's this gets lost in a lot of it. Like There's weird hiring cycles. We talked about this with Dan yeah. Campbell yesterday. Where, or uh, not Dan Campbell, Mike Vrabel yesterday, yeah. where it's like, he's too big. You know? It's like... That's, that's, that's talking yourself out of a good coach because you're dumb. That's stupid. Yes. And that's what, that's what a lot of people will do with a coordinator. It's like, well, what are the motivations? Well, 
if you want to be a great head co- uh, coordinator, there's nothing wrong with that. No. Be the best at, at that. And I think where we're looking at with head coaches now in college football, you do have to be a manager. And management is part of the game. Delegation. More so than every, anything else. More than ever. If you ever see like any of these head coaches now like they will be bouncing it's not like you have a head coach who focuses on one side of the ball or the other they just kind of bounce around practice because in in meeting rooms you'll see guys whether it's dan landing or jonathan smith even though jonathan smith's offensive guy they bounce around to all of the different meeting rooms to have a presence in all of them so every player is it sees that awareness Mm -hmm. and you're there but also you are in management of each side of the ball, each position group, and how everything is running and and operating smoothly. I think what we're going to see is fewer and fewer of the head coaches that call plays on yeah. either side of the you ball. You become CEO. That's what you become. You're, it's you're, too much, man. You, you, you've got to be out in front of the media. You've got to do glad handing with the boosters. You, you've got to do recruiting visits. You've got to sign something up or work something out with the NIL and compliance office. It's... The, the list of things you have to cover before you get to the football is significantly more. It's Way more. You're, you're doing all of the other stuff before you football. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's becoming so much more of a CEO job where you're doing the, the, the C-suite executive stuff, the glad-handing, the handshake deals, the negotiations, the discussions. You're not down there with the plant managers. And I think that this is where you will see that shift of of guys, like you were saying, being okay with being a coordinator their entire life because you get into football and you love football because of the scheme, the X's and O's, the game within the game, right? That chess match that we always hear about. And fewer and further between are the guys who want to deal with everything else. And Chip Kelly never wanted to deal with it. He's never been a great recruiter. But he has always squeezed the most out of the talent that he's gotten. It's been pretty damn good mm-hmm. squeeze that he's gotten. And I I applaud guys that have that awareness and just be like, no, this ain't for me anymore. I just want to focus on football. Because if you're a guy like Chip Kelly, what else do you have to prove, right? No. He has coached in the NFL as a head coach twice. Not too much success. He has been a coach that led a team to a national championship game in from the University of Oregon of all places mm-hmm. where people thought that was going to be a pipe dream in their talent. It had a really damn good team. It wasn't like they were loaded with four and five star no. guys. They he squeezed and maximized. He revolutionized college football. And I think if for Seahawks fans that are apprehensive about Chip running an offense, he's not running the team. That's Mike McDonald's team. Mm-hmm. I think that Chip Kelly his offense does work in the NFL. He has tailored it to the NFL. His offense was never the issue in Philadelphia. It was in San Francisco because they were just bad. <laughs> they were just really bad. In Philadelphia, the problem was it wasn't complimentary football. In this, if he is going to be a guy, and well, his team just quit on him because he's checking their pee every week, um, or I think every day mm. he had them pee and checking their hydration, mm. he wet his thumb too hard on the scale. When you're a coordinator, not your job. Mm. Don't got to worry about that. Let me call them plays. How does Mike McDonald want this this team run? All right, good. You run this team that way. I'll focus on the X's and O's. I think Chip Kelly would be a good hire, especially in a time now. We talked about this with the head coaching searches. Why aren't more offensive guys getting head coaching jobs? Well, there's not a lot. All mm-hmm. of those head coaching brain trusts have been pillaged, and it's a lot harder now to get and find those guys. Chip Kelly is, of the guys that are available right now, one of the best offensive minds that you For could sure. get out there. Look, look, let Chip Kelly call plays and go parachuting over Normandy. Yeah. And to this text, why don't teams have a separate coach and manager? And the manager would be the sort of the CEO person. We may be... Well, we're we're, we're we heading actually, down that actually, path. Actually, we already do have yeah. You have directors of football op- operations. Yeah. You have chief operating officers of football programs where they do deal with a lot of that stuff. But make no mistake about it. The head coach is the face of the program, and that's who it's going to be. Yeah, I mean, and, and, there, and there's going to be eventually. I think you're going to see like associate head coaches that are solely for the 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 legalese and the paperwork and everything that's going to come around as Congress gets more and more involved. Hey, what are those phones that you see on the sidelines? Mm. You, you see the 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 sideline phones. Yeah, what are those? Are those just for calling the coaches? No, uh, the president. All right. Well, well, well. Mm. One guy tested that. 
a legend next on the fan it's time for a pro football report the inside story on america's favorite sport brought to you on the fan by the farmer's dog fresh human grade dog food delivered right to your door look at us starring in a bet mgm big game commercial a world-renowned superstar in tom brady well i was gonna say the other way around for sure tom brady and a world-renowned superstar happy thrilled we're already seeing the trickle out of the super big game ads that are are being rolled out that was vince vaughn and tom brady pulling out all the stops you want to wonder why fox is willing to pay him 37 million dollars a year to call games it's not because of him pulling in viewers it's pulling in advertisers tom brady's name recognition is still through the roof is it Yes. No. It's the greatest quarterback of all time. This pro football report brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. It's a Super Week edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by George McCoy at WarrenAllen.com. On 1080 The Fan. Yeah, I know this one. Sting. <laughs> this is Sting. Love it. It's a good one. You ever wonder what those guys are doing on those phones in the stadium? Joe Montana told NFL Films quite the story of his days playing ball. I don't know what made me do it, but one day I'd hung up and I'm sitting there going, I wonder if these things call out. <laughs> so I pick up the phone. I hit, what, what do you do normally? Hit nine, right? Gives you an outside line. I hit nine. Got a dial tone. I dial my house. And the phone would ring. And I'd pick it up. And it'd be Joe. I go, what are you doing? I go, hey, how you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Who is it? is it? What are you doing? Why are you, where are you calling me from? He goes, I'm calling you. I'm calling you to say I love you. And I go, I love you. How are you calling? He goes, they have an outside line. I I check in every stadium. I go on the sideline phone. I found out that it calls. (laughs) So I thought I'd give you a call since I'm just sitting here waiting to go on the field. How about that? Joe Montana. Check it in with the wife. Call your OC and then go ahead. Give your wife a call on the the field. How are things going? Going pretty good. Now I'm just wondering how many guys were calling their bookies during games. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yikes who's that because now they all do it via the headsets and mm-hmm. it's all closed communication all that stuff you don't have you don't see the phones down there as much anymore you'll see them every now and then at college sidelines you'll you'll have a phone or two they're but calling you, about taking the brisket out of the smoker i i feel like add to the grocery list hey we, sweetheart we need more toilet paper based on some results i bet you could go back and you could be like all right i know who's calling their bookie mm-hmm. You know, like Phil Simms, Boomer Esiason had his bookie on, and he was on the phone in New York, calling over to New Jersey, getting getting his, getting his bookie's advice on a game. I love that. Joe Montana, the best quarterback ever. You know why they call him Joe Cool? Mm. Because of that. Because nothing ever rattled the dude. He could be in a game just being like, I, I bet they were just absolutely destroying teams at that time. There too. was one thing that could rattle that dude. And that was when he looked up in the stands at a Super Bowl and saw John Candy in the stands. Nah, he he was he trying got starstruck. To, he was trying to calm everybody else down. Said, hey, you see John Candy? You see John? You know who else was in that in those stands? Tom Brady, young Tom Brady, in the stands at that game. Gross for the catch and a world-renowned superstar. It, well, next to a re- world-renowned superstar. <laughs> <laughs> so it was Tom Brady and wor- world-renowned mm. superstar John Candy in the stands. Right there you there. go. Not not Vince Vaughn. Not Vince mm. Vaughn. Vin, when's the last, what's the last time we saw Vince Vaughn? Has he done anything recently? I mean, me personally, the last time I saw him was in 2005 in Afghanistan. Okay, that was not the question, mm. but that's pretty cool. I just recently <laughs> uh, rewatched season two of True Detective. Oh, so that? The gangster. Most recently? I mean, that's the thing that I most recently saw because I watched it this weekend. But Again, uh, you know what? it was 2004. Vince Vaughn riding that wave of fame. Doesn't need to do anything else. Yeah. And you know what's funny, though, too? That season got pooped on by a lot of people for being terrible. I enjoyed mm. it. I thought it was, it was a, I, I enjoyed it. 
I didn't see it. Pretty much everything Vince Vaughn was in, I found entertaining. It was Vince Vaughn. You had uh, uh, Colin Farrell yeah. in there. You had a Rachel McAdams. Like you, you see Vince Vaughn. I don't know if she wore pink on Wednesdays, but hmm. at least not in that show. Okay. But you see Vince Vaughn like on the credits. You're like, this will be good. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. If I see Vince Vaughn, I'll watch it. Uh, he's got a lot of stuff coming down the pipeline. Dodgeball Two is in pre-production right Get now. Get right the hell out of town. Yeah, they're making Dodgeball 2. That that pulls at my heartstrings. Dodgeball will always hold a very special place in my heart. Yeah, it, uh, outside of the stuff that is in either pre-production or in production. It's been a little bit of a gap. 2021, he was in Queen Pins, which is uh, in my Netflix algorithm. Mm. Other than that, he hasn't been doing... I mean, why, why would you? No need to. I mean, COVID probably. Yeah, but he's, he's done like... Uh, Cameos on Curb Your Enthusiasm, stuff like that. He just does like one-offs and does some voice work. Hell yeah, that's all you should do if you're Vince Vaughn. I like that. Um, all right, Vince Vaughn, tall dude too, alive. He's a tall dude, super tall. I mentioned before, great guy too. Let's get to hour number two of the program. Even though we mm. already have crossed over the one o'clock hour, uh, we have the trade deadline less than twenty-four hours away. Mm. Will the Blazers be active? especially with the news we got yesterday. Next on The Fan. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.